Welcome to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. I'm Josh Elledge, founder and CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We turn entrepreneurs into media celebrities, grow their authority, and help them build partnerships with top influencers. We believe that every person has a unique message that can positively impact the world. Stick around to the end of the show, where I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing daily inspiration podcasts on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. And with us right now, we've got David Perret. Uh, David, you're the chief executive officer at From Military to Millionaire. You're also known as the Military Millionaire. And you are also, fun fact, you're also active duty in the Marine Corps. And you've been able to build this. So thank you so much for joining us. Thanks very much for having me, Josh. This is a pleasure. I, I've uh, been looking forward to this one. Yeah. So, so explain. Talk to me about your military experience before we get into what you've been able to build in real estate uh, and uh, build up the book of business that you have, which is pretty incredible given your schedule. But uh, how did you find yourself in the Marine Corps? Well, in 2007, I was going into senior year and I had no idea what I wanted to study at school. I didn't enjoy school. I didn't really have money to afford going to school. So I kind of thought, man, paying for something that I don't want to do and I don't know what I'm going to get out of it is seems kind of ridiculous. And I lived in uh, Arkansas and I had, a, I had a great upbringing, don't get me wrong, but when you live somewhere that's the butt of every joke, you thought, man, how the heck do I get out of here? So the military is a great option. So I talked to all the different services. Marines had the best uniform and told me I could do the coolest stuff. So I joined the Marine Corps. Uh, that was 2008. And uh, since then, I mean, I've Lived in Japan, San Diego, Missouri, Hawaii, deployed to Afghanistan, you know, a bunch of other weird stan countries and places. Mm. And uh, I primarily do logistics, motor transport. Uh, now I'm at a higher level logistics planning, and it's been a fun ride. You help trucks go from here to there. That's what I did, yes. And now I help uh, people go from here to there okay, with good. using good, trucks good. and planes and like a dream come true. <laughs> so I think a lot of people, um, you know, understandably, uh, you know, they're, they're aware that when you're in the military, it's, it's, you're kept kind of busy. Yeah. I, I mean, I currently hold a job where, well, right now we're doing weird shifts with everything going on. We're like 24 hours on 48 hours off, but normally I work, you know, seven to six or seven to seven or whatever, but I work in a office that doesn't even allow cell phones in the building and there's no windows. So currently I mean, you talk busy. I don't, I might check my phone at lunch. That's about, <laughs> about the extent. Yeah. So other, otherwise you're pretty focused on the work that you're doing. Not, not a lot of opportunity for distractions. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So when did you first start You're you're in the Marines and you're like, you know, uh, got a good thing going here. Uh, but I'd really like to start building some stuff on the side. In 2015, I was a recruiter and somebody tried to sell me on Amway and in the process handed me the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, right? Yeah. And I, I kind of joked and told him like, I'm a Marine, I don't read. And <laughs> and the guy pulled a CD out of his pocket and said, well, here it is an audio. You are also a recruiter. You drive a lot. Just listen to it. I'm like, ah, yeah. well, he called my bluff. Okay. And within three months of reading that and then following it up with a whole bunch of other audio books through Audible, 
I had purchased a duplex. So my apartment, it was like perfect timing. My apartment lease was coming due. So I needed to find either renew or move somewhere. I totaled my Harley. So I had cash and this place popped up as I was looking and it made sense. So I bought this duplex where my monthly payment was only like 60 bucks more than the apartment complex would have cost. So I buy it, rent the other side out. Now I'm making cash. And I'm like, oh, this is cool. And so I kind of just started buying more properties as I moved away and I was in Hawaii and a very smart friend of mine was like, why don't you, you know, I, I was, I had started a blog kind of, but didn't have anything to write about. And he was basically just like, why don't you just document what you're doing? If nothing else, then, uh, you know, you can show it to your kids someday or look back on lessons learned. I was like, oh, okay, that sounds cool. And then people started paying attention. And very quickly, I was like, oh, there's something to this other service member. There's a lot of service members that invest in real estate and invest in other assets and build businesses. And it just, I mean, it, grew organically fairly quick. So I started a YouTube channel. I started a podcast. People started reaching out to be on the podcast. And uh, so it wasn't necessarily a decision so much as it was, I just kind of grabbed the tiger by the tail for the first year and a half and just kind of decided I'd see what happened. And it has grown enough that it, it's not necessarily recurring income, but last month I made more money outside of the Marine Corps than I did in, including all my housing allowance and everything else. So mm-hmm. it's uh, been a pretty crazy ride. Yeah. So um, can you kind of break down how you get into real estate transactions and deals? Yeah. I mean, like, what do you spend your time doing? I mean, how are you, uh, how are you? Yeah. It's just kind of that process. So first off, I'm one of those oddballs who wakes up at three hours before work is my, my time that nobody can really mess with most of the time. So uh, it's not always easy waking up that early, but I do it. As far as finding deals, sometimes it's, just found on the MLS through a real estate agent, but more often it's found either through networking. People people bring deals to me that they think have potential or through other business owners, whether that's uh, leveraging wholesalers or uh, somebody flipped a house and maybe it would work as a rental. Or a lot of times it's through direct mail. So a lot of the stuff that I've bought has been through me pulling lists from a website called ListSource. And you can go in there and articulate exactly who you want the list to go out to via tax records. So For example, I could say, I want absentee homeowners, so they don't live in the home, that have at least 40% equity, bought the home at least 10 years ago, and in this zip code. And they'll populate a list, and I can just go in, I can send letters to those people, I can actually go in, if if I wanted to get really technical with it, you can go do what's called skip tracing, pull cell phone numbers, and call. Uh, There's a lot of ways to contact those individuals. And so just talking directly to landlords who may or may not, you know, like for example, right now, if I was to be doing a mass marketing campaign, it would be to target landlords who are worried that their tenants aren't going to pay rent and say, I have ways to help you take over your mortgage payments. I have ways to purchase your home this way, that way. Uh, In fact, I just got under contract on a house doing that on Monday. And so I thought you were going to say, you have tenants that aren't paying their rent. I'm a Marine. I can get them to pay their rent. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny though. Everybody was was really worried. And the only people I haven't had pay are the people who I was in the process of evicting before this happened and knew they weren't going to pay anyway, which is, mm. you know, realistically, at least as of April's rent, I'm good. Yeah, yeah. So David, I think that the, the, the most important thing here that, that I really want to talk about is um, where do you, obviously, you know, there's this, you know, it's kind of this feeling that, um, you know, that, that you need to be hustling and grinding all the time. But man, sometimes, and, and sometimes, you know, we have seasons, right, where, you know, like, uh, you know, we're getting ready to make, do kind of a major launch here. And I'm looking at my list of things to do. 
it's going to be a really busy next and and this whole thing with COVID nineteen. I mean, our, I've had nothing but back to back sales calls every single day from from every hour of availability. Like I'm tired. Like and I get the at the end of the day and there's other things I wish I had the energy to do. I don't. Like I just like I'm I'm done. So where do you? get that energy to do these things. And then my second part of this question is going to be like, we also still have to balance everything else in our lives. So you've got a, you've got a family, you've got two young kids. Uh, I've got kids, I've got a wife, and I love spending time with them. Uh, and then there's all this junk around the house that needs to get done. It's like, there's just not enough hours in a day. What do you do? Like, how do you balance all of this? You mean besides a raving caffeine addiction, right? Well, that no, doesn't no. hurt. That doesn't no, actually, hurt. I broke the caffeine addiction after knee surgery. And so I've been uh, less than a cup of coffee a day, which I say is broke because I used to be way worse. But mm-hmm. it comes down to my two biggest things as far as finding time and, and keeping energy is, is time blocking and batching. And so I will, for example, today I have five podcast interviews lined up for the day in a six hour period. And so much like you who just got done recording, I was also, I've been a guest on one other show, recorded one as a host. And I also spoke at a virtual meetup for a real estate association that I would attend in Springfield if I lived there. And Mm -hmm. so what I'll do is I'll block off like you know, I said the four to six in the morning is my time. Well, in that time, I, I might check my email because unfortunately I have to do that sometimes, but I will, I have a, I will look for new properties. I will, uh, nego- any negotiations I need to do on a current deal, any actions that need to be taken for loan docs or anything for transactions that are going on all happens in that time period. And then when I get home, I make it a point to ensure that I have time blocked to spend with my family and do the other important things, dinner, kids, you know, everything. And then once it's bedtime for them, I have another two or three hour block where I'm either if so, for example, let's say during my lunch break, I sat in my office and I wrote a blog post, then I'll get home and I will send the blog post off to my editor and I will put it up on my teleprompter, record it as a YouTube video, send the YouTube video off to that editor and then when I wake up in the morning, I'll have the edited blog post, the edited video, I'll upload everything before I go to work the next day and, and repeat. And so it comes down to batching and trying to do like four videos at once instead of one video here and there. And the biggest thing that I will say as far as how to make sure that that all works, even when you're tired is, is you've got to be able to keep your word to yourself. And that's not easy. So it's, it's definitely, there are times where I do not want to record a YouTube video and I'm staring at the computer screen thinking, how in the world am I supposed to have the energy for this? I need to go to bed. And the answer, you kind of joked about just telling yourself you're a Marine and do it. Mm-hmm. But I mean, the reality is that if you can't keep your promises to yourself, you're going to struggle as an entrepreneur. You're going to struggle as a business owner. You're going to struggle in a lot of ways. So you just, if you, you got to know that if you put it on your schedule, you have to do it. And if you do it right then, great. And if you don't do it, then you need to wake up earlier the next morning and do it. Um, so as much as I don't want to say that the answer is just do it, a, a lot of times it really does boil down to making sure you have a, a airtight schedule with no wasted time, no white space, yeah. and then just not allowing yourself to deviate from what you have on the schedule so that you're being productive. Yeah. You know, and again, I think that um, it's a couple of things, and I'm sure you've uh, military guy. I'm sure you've, uh, you've you've sampled David Goggins and some of the stuff that he talks about. Um, you know, but you know, it's okay 
to be tired. I, I know one hack that I use for myself is like, I'm not feeling it right now. It's like, that's okay. Like you're tired. And so but I'm just going to do this anyway. And so like, I almost like imagine like, I'm just going to sit here and I'm just going to let my arms do their thing or whatever. Sometimes I'll tell you that the most challenging stuff though, is when I going to get on camera. But here's one thing I've learned about myself. Um, I, you're a cyclist, right? You, you, it's sitting yeah. in my bike in my room right now on a stand. I've been riding it every day since I got told I can't hit the pavement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, so I've done a lot of, so I've run a couple of marathons and um, and that's one thing that I learned is like, listen, I do not feel like going out and running five miles today, but that's okay. Like, don't even worry about running five miles, just get your shoes on. And then don't even worry about the five miles yet. Just all you got to do now, you got your running clothes, got your shoes on. Now you got to do is just go outside and like go out to the driveway, go out to the sidewalk and then just get there. That's all you got. It's like, it's like, uh, what about Bob? It's like baby steps, baby steps to the elevator, Bob, baby steps to the stairs, Bob. <laughs> it's, it's like that. And then, um, you know, and then it's just like, okay, listen, all I'm going to worry about is just running to the end of the block and then let's just see what happens. Well, what ends up happening is... I end up doing just fine. You know, I end up running the five miles because, you know, I think we psych ourselves out when we think about, oh my gosh, that's such a big job. It's such a big project. Um, when in fact, if you break it down to little baby steps and you're like, listen, uh, yeah, I'm not going to worry about it right now. Right now, I'll, you know, if I know I got to be on camera, I'm going to say, listen, right now, I'm just going to get ready for the camera and just see how it goes. Now, invariably what happens is I turn on the camera, I start doing my thing, and then I'm in the zone. Absolutely. <laughs> it's, it's just like, it's the commitment to start the activity is far more important than, than you know, committing to the whole thing at the, at the beginning. Absolutely. Yeah. The way to get through writer's block is to just start typing. The way to get mm. through anything. And, and I think that's, I mean, that really, and the, oh, here you go. At leave this in the other room. This thing, with the exception, my cell phone, for those of you who aren't physically watching me, it, it, I, my people, people make fun of me because I'll like, oh, hey, I got to go check something and I'll run out of my office to go grab my phone and bring it back uh -huh. to me. Like, why don't you just keep your phone in your office? Well, because yeah. I will sit there and twiddle on it. And I put that thing to completely out of sight and I turn off everything except the one thing I need to do. Yeah. And then I just start and it completely flows from there. You know, David, I like your other tip too, that, you know, for me, it's like, it has to be scheduled. If it's not scheduled, it's probably not going to happen. Um, or if it's not like dedicated scheduled activity, I'm probably just going to be like, there's, there's a skit that you should watch. If you haven't seen, it's um, like the anal retentive carpenter. It's an old Saturday night live skit with Phil Hartman. And he would do several different, the anal retentive chef, the anal retentive carpet. And, and you would just see him just like, he'd constantly just like get distracted with like, oh, and would you look at that? And they start working on that. And he discover he's got another little thing. He's got like, that's pretty much me. If I don't, <laughs> I'll yeah. just like constantly be seeing all these little rabbit holes are still, are still, I'll start going down. And so, you know, it's so, you know, when we talk about time management, it's not so much time management as it's, it's just focus. It's, it's focus management, right? Yeah. It's that. And it's, 
outsourcing the stuff that you either aren't any good at, don't enjoy, or doesn't make you any money. So like I, I alluded to earlier with my schedule, it wasn't I go home and re-edit my blog post and then I edit my video. It was I go home, I upload my blog post and I upload my video. I have a editor for blogs. I have an editor for video. I have an editor for podcast and I have a virtual assistant who screens out my email so I don't have to see all the junk, screens out a lot of stuff, does my transcription. Does So I, I have found through time that if I want to if I want to produce more in the same amount of time, because I can't increase the amount of time unless I don't sleep and that's not going to last. Unfortunately, I'd love to just not sleep, but that doesn't work out long term. So if I want to produce more in the same amount of time, then the only other way to do that is by leveraging other people and leveraging systems. And so yeah. you have to get much better at systemizing everything and outsourcing everything you can. So when I decided I wanted to do a fourth video a week for YouTube instead of the mm -hmm. third, all I did was send one more recording to my editor. It didn't, it took me another maybe 15 minutes of recording. Yeah. Well, okay, now I need to find that 15 minutes. So what did I do? That's when I brought in the uh, virtual assistant and said, Hey, on top of what you're doing now, I need you to go through my emails. I, she lives in another country. So her time zone works out perfectly. By the time I wake up, I need all this junk cleared so that all I see in my inbox is this, this, and this. If it's yeah. not these things, then you can handle it. And so now I, I've probably saved myself more than that 15 minutes, but I still have the same amount of time and I'm getting more done. Uh, so David, what's your YouTube channel? Please share, uh, which, and by the way, I, you know, for everything that you do, I would highly recommend people check out your YouTube channel. You're doing great YouTube. You're consistent. You do a lot of great content. Um, yeah. What would how do people find you? Josh just saying that because about six months ago, he told me to yell at people like a Marine and, and the videos worked yes. out very well. <laughs> yes. What, what was your, what was your, what was your feedback on that? Everybody loved it. Yes. So yes, of course. become Dude, my fourth segment. You got the total Marine look, just own it. Like people yep. love characters. That's it. So yeah, those videos, my angry Marine rants seem to do pretty well. So my YouTube <laughs> channel is uh, from military to millionaire. But if you, if you Google military millionaire, you'll find it too. Excellent. Okay. So again, uh, from military to millionaire, you can find it on YouTube. And then your website, of course, uh, is, um, uh, ooh, what is it from? Yeah. From yeah. military to millionaire.com. David Perret. Thank you so much. Good friend of mine. We, we hang out at lots of conferences together. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me on Josh. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? 
tomorrow. That's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.